Hi, I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, today we have a special guest who I'm so thrilled to have on Root Like Faith. Her name is Missy Robertson. Many of you may know her. Let me tell you a little bit about Missy. Missy Robertson has learned to live life in the spotlight as she played an important part in her family's record-breaking reality television series for 11 seasons on A&E's Duck Dynasty. Despite the increased publicity on her family, company, and personal life, she has managed to become a strong voice for morality and virtue both locally and globally. To that end, Missy recently released her latest book, Because You're My Family, a children's book that depicts the journey of a family who has adopted. Missy is based in West Monroe, Louisiana, and is a devoted mother of four children, Reed, Cole, Karina, and Maya, wife to Jace, and a brand new grandmother. She has contributed heavily to the Robertson family business, Duck Commander, and has been an integral part of the success that the family and company has seen in the recent years. I'm so, so thrilled to have Missy uh, on Root Like Faith today, and I think you're just going to really enjoy this conversation that she's having with my husband, Patrick. So without further ado, Missy is going to be talking all about family and how to build character in your kids. I think this is going to be a really great episode. So let's go. Well, as we've mentioned already, our guest today is Missy Robertson. Missy, welcome to Root Like Faith. Thank you so much for having me. Well, as we were just talking, and I was joking with you, it is so good to have somebody with a Southern accent uh, on <laughs> on the podcast today. And so I think you're only like the third person that we've had on the podcast uh, with a Southern accent, which is a shame. Um, and so oh. uh, I think, you know, Amber Smith was on last year. Of course, she's from Texas and Lisa Whittles from North Carolina. Um, both of my parents were born and raised in Kentucky. And so I had, uh, my dad was from Owensboro. My mom was born and raised in a small, you know, coal mining town uh, on the other side of the state. And so I always thought I'd live in the South and here I am in the North. So, <laughs> well, honestly, you know, we're not the ones with the accents. It's everyone else. That's right. <laughs> well, regardless, <laughs> it's good to hear a Southern accent and we're just grateful for your time. I know you've got a lot, a lot going on and, and congratulations, first of all on your new book. It's entitled Because You're My Family. And so congratulations on that. And I'm looking forward to to talking uh, more about that here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, I'd love for you just to kind of share. I would imagine most of our Root Like Faith family is going to be familiar with you and your family and, of course, Duck Dynasty. Um, But I'd love for you just to share a bit about your family. Okay. Well, since Duck Dynasty, uh, it's been five years, actually, this next month that we've been, wow. uh, that we haven't been filming Duck Dynasty. Um, but if people do miss that, and we hear that a lot, that, you know, bring your show back. We wish, we wish your show would start back up. Don't really think that that's going to happen. <laughs> um, so I'll just kind of quash all of those right. theories. However, <laughs> we have been working on a new show so, um, which includes a lot of our family in it. And it's, um, I guess uh, it's about metal detecting, but it's so much more than that. It's treasure hunting okay. and the treasure that, that they find is not always in the ground. Mm. And so there is a deeper meaning to that. It has most of our family members in it. Um, but it's mainly with Jace, Jep and Cy. Okay. And so, um, but yeah, it's been a fun process 
it's uh, been amazing to watch how God has worked through all of this. Jace and Jep travel a lot and do some of the the filming and some of the the digging and the metal detecting in other places. And so he'll call me and he'll be like, babe, you're not going to believe what we found. And <laughs> I told him this last time because it's something really big this last time. And I said, babe, I'm so happy for you, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> the doors have been flying open mm -hmm. for God to do to make this show happen. Yeah, and awesome. I think people are going to be amazed at how we will be able to get the message of Christ subtly mm. in there yeah. to where non-believers hopefully will start watching and, and then being introduced to, to Jesus again. Yeah, I love that. That's like you said, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be excited to hear that and, and definitely looking forward to that. When, when will that release? Is that um, maybe you well, said that already, but unofficially this summer, unofficially okay. sometime this summer, early summer, hopefully, but we can't really say anything else. I know. <laughs> so just be watching our social media stuff for all of that. Perfect. Well, that isn't too far away. So we'll look forward Look forward to that. You guys, how long have you and Jace been married? 31 years. Wow. Okay. So was there ever a time where you knew him without a beard? Is there, is there... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yes. People are like, you fell in love with that? Nope, yeah. I did not. <laughs> but I chose to keep loving him on after That's... he started growing all that out. But but he would grow it out, to be clear. He would grow it out every winter because that's oh, what yes. they did for duck hunting. Okay. So when February 1st came around, that was basically his gift to me. He would shave. Yeah, and he yeah. would keep it fairly clean um, and short shaven <laughs> at least until late August and getting it ready for teal season and then grow it all the way out through January again. And so um, he would have a beard every year, but then he would shave it for me. That's so, good. <laughs> yeah. Until well, until producer said, we need some continuity so you can never shave again. Like, right. Ooh. Right. You're, you're locked okay. in at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, very good. You guys, how many kids do you guys have? We have four children. Okay. Uh, one of ours is married, and we have a granddaughter who's three months old. Wow. And you guys recently adopted. Am I remembering that correctly? Okay. So we have um, our our daughter who's 22. We got her at age 18, and she's from Nicaragua. Mm, and okay. so she became our daughter at age 18. So we don't have paperwork or anything. And we're actually going to be – we're looking into starting that to make it official uh, but she is about to graduate college here in America. So we've had her for almost four years wow. and she is every bit a part of our family. Yeah, that's awesome. Very good. You, you guys, I mean, tell me a little bit before we, again, we're going to be talking about your new book because you're my family, but before we get there, I, like what was your family like growing up? I mean, you just shared a little bit about, about you and Jace's family, your kids, but did you grow up in a Christian home? I'm a PK. Okay. So, right. so uh, am I. We, we could probably start a support group. <laughs> yes. Not only that, but my mom was, um, she has a master's education in choral direction and so mm. in music. And so she, um, she and my dad were one of five couples who started our local Christian school when I was three oh, wow. years old. Okay. And so, um, and were borrowed money from the bank to do it. Mm. And so it was a, it was a huge sacrifice for them and for our family to do to do that and all of my kids went through there that christian school and um we you know preachers not like he wasn't preacher of a mega church so we yeah. didn't make a lot of money yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we did a lot of ministry uh in the summers we traveled in mm. um what, what we called the motor home but it was more like a camper okay and we traveled and did that old-fashioned knocking on doors oh, and having yes. a revival during the week and wow. at night 
and really just sharing Jesus with certain communities all across uh, America in the yeah. summers. And I loved it as a kid, camping out and meeting new friends. Yeah. So we did that um, growing up. Yeah. And then I met Jace at age 16. Okay. Wow. Wise and wise and uh, all knowing yeah. at that age. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we dated for almost three years okay. and then got married. Wow. Wow. Very good. You know, it's funny, my, you know, um, my mom, I don't remember how old she was when her dad, my grandfather got saved and, and they were living in Prestonsburg, Kentucky at the time. And she tells the story about how she came home and he, she found him, he was in the family room and had been listening to a radio station out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and just found him weeping and uh, that he, you know, heard the gospel and it, it changed his life. And my mom, you know, would often tell the story that from that moment forward, it radically changed their life. And she tells the story mm-hmm. about how he would go out in his pickup truck and, you know, they'd drive up into the holler and pick kids up. They'd put kids in the back of the, you know, the pickup truck and take them to church, which of course nowadays you get arrested for that. Um, but, yeah. but back in the day, <laughs> you know, that, that's what they did. And, and so mm-hmm. um, it's so, you know, I joke about being a PK. But I, you know, I didn't have, I know so many PKs talk about, you know, um, growing up in the church and they, they walk away from the church and that just wasn't my experience. It doesn't sound like that was your experience either. I'm, I'm so grateful. Not at all. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's how I mean, I'm just so grateful for my parents. And like you said, just their love for Jesus, their love for the church, their love for people. And I felt like I got to be kind of a, you know, just a, an eyewitness, a firsthand witness to what it looks like to be involved in people's lives and, and to see Jesus change lives. And it was just such a blessing. I feel like God really used that in my life from a pretty early age um, just to draw me to Christ and give me a greater love, you know, for the church. Agree. I, I do believe we all come to Jesus in, you know, definitely different ways. And yeah. I'm a rule follower. And so I was just kind of scared to break the rules and I didn't mm-hmm. want to um, disappoint my parents. Yeah. So I never really tried anything that I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. But my love for the Lord didn't grow until later really Mm -hmm. in life. Like I did what I was supposed to do. When I, when I came to the age that I thought, you know, I was supposed to be baptized. I went ahead and did that kind of checked that box. Yep. That way I wasn't hounded anymore, you know, (laughs) about all of that, you know, as a a preacher's kid, I felt like, Oh, I just, I need to just do this and get it over with. And that way I can kind of relax. (laughs) But then later when, um, and, and I write this in, in a book that I wrote in 2015 called Bless, Bless, Bless. But, but Jason and I, um, our entire first year of marriage, it wasn't that great for the two of us, but we ministered to so many people. God sent so many young adults into our apartment mm. and into our first home yep. that we were able to share Jesus with them. And through that really is where my faith was growing. I saw how Jesus was changing people's lives hmm. from just rock bottom, bottom, horrible, terrible situations yeah. to where that didn't take care of that terrible situation, but they found hope and they yep. started making better choices and understanding that he can heal me, you know? And yep. so I, my faith grew. And one night we were sitting in our little wood frame house, our little first house. And we had just studied with a couple. They left and had decided, you know, to, to think about it, pray about it more. And I looked at Jace and I said, I'm ready. He said, do what? <laughs> I said, I, I need to go put Jesus on in baptism. Like, I don't mm. think I, I got wet. I got wet years mm. ago. Yeah. And, and so as an adult, I was, 
rebaptized, baptized for the first time. I don't know however you want yeah. to categorize it, yeah. but I surrendered yeah. to him that night and, and made sure that I had the Holy Spirit living inside of me through yeah. that water baptism. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, when, when we think about our own journey towards Christ, it's okay to say, you know, maybe I, maybe I didn't, why not just make sure yeah. if your heart, you know, is right and you're wanting to serve and you have that little nudge that, Maybe somebody out there is listening like, I just never really maybe did it for him. I did it for someone else. Right. My sister-in-law has that same story with her and Alan. You know, she said, I did it because Alan wanted me to. Mm. And so she had to come to that decision later in life, too. But once you do, yeah. it's just it's a weight lifted. That's what he does. Yep, he lifts absolutely. It yep, absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that. Well, let's talk about your new book again. It's called because you're my family and the books are valor. If I'm saying that right, is the main character. Yes. And yes. you know, of course, I'll, I'll just sort of set it up and then let you take it um, from here. But, but valor mm-hmm. wakes up one morning and he, he wants to go to his uncle's house. He wants to go play pirates. And it's a, it's a beautiful book. It's well-written and it's beautifully illustrated and valor, you know, is coming down the stairs. He wants to go to his uncle's house to play pirates, but, but his parents have a very different plan for the day. Mm-hmm. And so take yes. it from there and, and tell us what, what happens next. Well, it's important to for, for this to happen because there is, is the change of plans. And as parents, we have to understand and realize that we need to explain this to our children that we make mistakes too. And the mom d- forgot about those previous plans that Valor had made with his crazy Uncle Moby. We always, we all usually, most of us have a crazy uncle <laughs> in the <right>. family. <laughs> and so, um, and she said, you know what? Um, you know, I, I, I'm sorry that that d- didn't happen, but my plans right now are going to take precedence. And so you're going to have to change your plan. You need to go do a chore for me. And we're going to take um, a carrot cake down to Mrs. Bunny down the street who just had a baby. Yep. And Valor is not happy about it. Not happy at all. And so he goes out and has to gather the carrots and just gets more upset and mad and has a terrible attitude and ends up dumping those carrots in the ditch and realizes that he's messed up and he runs and hides and he, the storms come and the parents end up looking for him, scouring the, the, the yard that they live in and they find him barely in time to save his life from a broken branch and him falling into the river. And so they bring him back in, warm him up by the fire, and the conversation of the whole crust of the book takes place. And little Valor says, Daddy, why did you save me? All I've done today is pout and disobey. And the father's response is what I know that our father Mm. tells us all of the time. And he says, I don't love you because you obeyed me. I love you because you're my son, and nothing can change that. Yeah, That just, you talk about weight lifted. Yep. We don't have to prove anything to the Lord and Valor didn't have to prove anything to his parents. And, you know, there are consequences. And he says that, you know, you've got to apologize to your mother, help her regather the carrots, but nothing will ever change how much I love you. And that's what, that's what the whole Bible is all about. Everything in the Bible leads up to the father's love for us. And what he did and what he's doing now to save us. So that um, it's an easy, simple story to help your children understand not only your love for them, but also the father's love for us in a greater sense. It's a simple story, but has a huge 
deeper meaning. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. That section you just read, you're right. I mean, that just stuck out to me as I was reading it. Um, cause that really is the good news. That's the gospel. And like you said, yes. it's really the message of the whole, the whole Bible. Um, there, there's in that same section there, there's that line, you know, where it says, if only he had obeyed with a cheerful heart. Um, <laughs> and that, you know, that's such yeah. a challenge. Isn't it? You know, you just think about parents, you know, we have a lot of, um, you know, parents with young kids that, that listen to the podcast and, and what does it look like for a, a, I mean, that's hard enough as an adult, um, to, to obey, um, to obey God or to obey, you know, maybe a, um, you know, a boss, but I mean, obeying with a cheerful heart is a, is a difficult thing, um, to, to cultivate. And so what does that look like? Do you think just really practically, um, for a parent, how do you go about cultivating a heart that really desires obedience from, from a, a cheerful place? I think the most important thing you can do is um, exemplify that in your own home. Mm. So you, we can say it all day long, but right. if we don't have a cheerful and a positive attitude, but we tell our kids at night, now you are in the morning, you better have a cheerful heart while we're right. griping all day long about <laughs> so-and-so this. And, you know, it, it's not going to resonate well. They're not going to understand that. It's yeah. not even going to make sense in their brain that is still forming every hour of every day. Yeah. So, Yes, we need to say that, and this book is a great way to convey that to them. But boy, we better we better watch our own steps, and yeah. that's hard for us too when we don't do what we're supposed to do. If you want to ask my second piece of advice, <laughs> just mess it up, just mess right. up, and say I didn't do that well. I'm sorry, and I've learned that with my um, adult children. Like I didn't do it as much mm-hmm. when my oldest were young. But now that my younger ones are older, I, I find myself apologizing to Mia mm. a lot okay, at age yeah. 18. Yep. You know, like <laughs> I'll, I'll go to her and say, you know, I was kind of short with you yesterday and I want to apologize. And yeah. every time she says, it's okay, it's okay, mom. Right. You know, she's quick to forgive. Thank goodness. But I said, no, I know, I know that it, she's like, I don't even remember that. I'm like, well, I do. And it bothered me mm-hmm. that I was short with you. But and so I think that that's that's something that we've learned, Jason and I, as parents, yeah. is to apologize more for our own mistakes. Because if we parent as if we have no flaws, right. then why should we show that we need Jesus yep, to exactly. our children? Yeah, we yeah. have to be able to exemplify that. Yep, that's so good. Yeah, there's there's so many just great themes, you know, in this book. I mean, you talk about obedience, you know, un, God's unconditional love you know, forgiveness. Um, I mean, what, what are some, I mean, I've listed some of those. Am I missing any other themes that, that you feel like really come out in, in the book? Well, I would say um, a life of sacrifice and mm. a life of gratitude. So after Valor, they have that conversation. The parents end up going to bed and, and get a cold from being out yeah, in the rain. Yep. And so little Valor sees that and starts serving them yep. and makes them a cake for breakfast the yep. next morning and because they're they're sick in the bed. And, and so then he has a conversation that says, I want to love you, mom and dad, the way you love me. And that, of course, is, is the ultimate goal. I was just reading this morning. I, I can't get out of 1 John. 1 John mm. is just so full yep. of love. And I've read so many different things and so many different interviews. But today, what stuck out to me is... First John four ten. Oh my gosh, that's so so sorry. <laughs> that's all right. So sorry. Um, First John four ten says, "This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us mm, yep. and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins." And for a while, I, I didn't really understand that. This is love, not that we loved God, 
but I think it's he's John is talking about the different levels. There is no possible way that we can understand what love truly is. Right. We think we might know what it is, but we have no idea what it's like for God to sacrifice himself through his son right. and never get all of himself back mm. in order for us to go and be with him forever. Yeah. That is true love. Yep. So good. Yeah. I, I love, um, you know, the, the, again, that line, I, I love you because you're my son and, and, you know, just his fear that his parents would never forgive him. And, and like you're talking about, yeah, just the message of God's unforgivable, unfor- unconditional love. And yes. and then the response, I mean, all of our life is meant to be a response um, to God's love, you know, for us. And, and you see that, like you're talking about, I, I love how the, the book ends, you know, with Valor making the cake for his parents. Um, and so just a, a beautiful act of gratitude, sacrifice, service. And so there, there's one other section I thought was really good um, in at the end of the book uh, called the Brave yeah. Challenge. And so describe <laughs> the Brave Challenge because it's full of all sorts of great activities and there's Bible <laughs> verses. I mean, all sorts of stuff that a parent yeah. uh, can even dive deeper. Yeah. So, so the book, the, the body of the book itself really does not talk about God's love for us. It's right. really just the story of Valor and his parents and what that looks like in their home. So just a side note, if you're a teacher at a secular school, mm. public school, you can read this to your right. class yep. because it does not mention God, which is another whole conversation we could have about that. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, they can read it and get away with it. I could say that. Yep. Um, but at the back of the book, it does dive deeper. Like you said, it has questions that you can ask to pull it out a little bit more in your children to make sure that they understand exactly what unconditional love is. It references scripture. There's also games to play as a family. There's multiple activities. And so this could be even a week long project that you could do with uh, your class, Sunday school class, Mm -hmm. or even just in your home where, you know, this week we're going to focus on what it means to love each other. And let's take um, every single day and do a lesson or an activity or a game, or just have some fun together around the dinner table. And let's read this book without our phones, no phones, no tablets, no screens, and really focus on each other. And there's some games about how to serve each other too. So uh, because of love. So I'm super proud of it. I think it's precious. And I do think it's very, very important because we're being attacked so much outside of our home and we can't control that a lot of times, but we can control what we're teaching and what we're doing inside of our home. And this is just one tool that you can use for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said before, it is a beautiful book, uh, incredibly well-written and um, beautifully illustrated. I just, like you said, it's, there are so many unique threats um, and, and challenges that families are facing today. And so I think there's a lot of families, a lot of parents that really do desire to pass on faith and, and um, you know, see kids grow up to love Jesus as they release them into the world. And so this will just be, I think, one more great resource to really help um, parents do that, to feel more confident and comfortable in doing that. So again, the, the name of the book is Because You're My Family, and we're going to link to that um, in our show notes. And so uh, our Root Like Faith family can go there and find out more details. They'll be able to find your full bio there as well. But um, thank you again for taking the time to be on Root Like Faith, and congratulations yeah. again, praying thank that this you. book it just has a huge impact uh, on families and kids for generations yes. to come. So um, God bless you. Yes, thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you. That was 
so great. And we are so, so grateful that Missy was able to join us. If there's any notes that you'd like or anything that you heard Pat and Missy talking about um, that you want to follow up on, be sure to check out the show notes at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. Also, you can follow Missy anywhere online. She's on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to check out her book, Because You're My Family, at bravebooks.com. Well, we just are so grateful you joined us. We welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Would you do us a big favor and leave us a review or rating and share this podcast with your friends? It just takes a second and it's a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith. And be sure to tag us on social media when you do that. We are so, so grateful for your help in getting the word out. All right, friend. Well, we will chat soon and we hope you have the best week.